0: Hello, this is a new episode of Basket News Talks, and we are with uh, Erdem John. Erdem John is a member of the Utah Just Coaching staff, uh, as Basket News um, subscribers and followers will remember him from his uh, days in Trabacha, uh, mainly in U- uh, EuroLeague in Europe. Erdem John uh, hello, how are you?
1: Hello, I'm very good, thank you very much. Thanks for your
0: invitation. How's your health? How's everything? Uh, COVID is around, but I guess you're not having any kind of health problems or something currently.
1: No, my my health is fine. I'm good. Uh, I just got my booster shot also. Yeah. Um, but in general, in NBA, whole United States, basically the whole Europe, having this uh, this new uh, variant, and that's really affect um, the players' health and of course that affects the quality of the basketball over here because uh, we are missing uh, main players not just us uh, all nba teams but the good thing that there's uh, kind of a circulation so uh, nba made its own plan so uh, we keep rolling in a, not a, not we take great basketball but it's it's rolling and i hope close to playoff Uh, time period everything is going to be fine
0: well we're going to talk about that uh in a little bit more detail but first i would like to deliver you something that i noticed um you came to salt lake city from actually a salt lake city as well because ankara was a salt lake city in in its (laughs) Uh, do you have any kind of um adapting problems like the but how is the weather? Are you enjoying the city? No,
1: basically, like you said, my, my hometown, Ankara, is basically very, very similar with uh, Salt Lake City. So um, it's an organized city, palm city. And once you related to basketball, and now I'm experiencing being in NBA, uh, you don't have so much time, something else to focus or to do. If you have family with you, then it's easier because you can spend your time to enjoy. But other than that, uh, as long as you are focused on basketball, over here, the game schedule, and etc., it's it's always the same. So once basketball is in your life, it doesn't matter which city you are in. You need to stay focused and work a lot. Uh, I still do the things that I like to do, except basketball, like uh, workouts, like listening to music or watching uh, TV. You can find TV in any city. You can find place to work out in any place. So just except missing my family, everything is fine. It's a great organization. So lots of things is uh, very well organized. So uh, it's easy to reach, to have. So uh, adapting was not a great deal for me because last six summer leagues, I was with the organization. Okay. so uh, I, I knew the coaching staff I knew the organization I knew the city so basically that was uh, easier for me to adapt of course
0: uh, just one more fun fact um, before going into serious issues is there a specific uh, show that you like on I don't know Netflix or Amazon that you're currently watching
1: uh, I I've been a fan of uh, like I said de papel uh, uh, New episodes, I just find the time to watch the new episodes. Other than that, some of the Turkish series I like to watch. Uh, I had fun with my family. They were over here for the New Year. We watched Cemil Mas. We are a big fan of Cemil Mas. So whatever he says that's makes for cool. us. So, so that's that's a couple things. And I like to go back and watch some Turkish movies also. Uh, so these are, the, these are the main stuff.
0: Okay, thank you, Coach. Uh, now some serious stuff, as I promised. Okay. Um, everything was going well for your touches in the beginning of the season. Um, offensive efficiency, historic. It was very fluid, very good, very high offensive ratings. Um, A very high volume of three-point shooting. Um, defense, not that good, but it was still okay. So you jumped to the top of the Western conference standing. Then something happened. Um, Rudy Gobert uh, of course had to go to the protocol and then he got injured uh, from his shoulder. And now um, there is a there is a losing series of four games in succession. Um, so one thinks is that team, people talk about this like this, is that team is over dependent on Rudy Gobert's presence in defense and offense at the same time? First
1: of all, we need to understand the to me we need to understand the, the the picture of the teams because if you go and search all the team teams in NBA you will find the main players in the organization who are carrying some part of the offensive or defensive structure so um from that standpoint, Rudy Gobert is one of the very important pieces of this team. Obviously, defensive wise, this is why, if you if if <laughs> if you have three times defensive player of the year player last four years, uh, nobody can refuse saying that he is the most important, one of the most important piece of the team defensively and plus offensively because he's he is a big man, seven footer who is able to run the floor vertically. And because he runs and puts pressure on the rim, he creates many other options for the rest of the team. So that's offensively and defensively a very important piece of the team. That's that's fact. Um, but also but also we missed many players in this time period in the same moment, like because of the COVID protocol. So Rudy Gobert yesterday Hassan Whiteside was out and then Joe this was out. So it's not easy for any team to lose the main players in the rotation and then talk about uh, we are losing because of this or because of that. That that starts to become a combination of many things, uh, offensively and defensively. So that's obvious. Missing Rudy Gobert is one of the biggest piece because three times defensive player of the rim, great rim protector, uh, great feeling about basketball defensively and offensively is able to run uh, and to do many things and and create position for the other players just because he's moving on the court. So that's uh, that's obvious. On the other hand, yes, we start as, I think we are still the best offensive rating team uh, in the league. That's one of the things that coach Quinn Snyder is big on that. He is very focused and very detailed about offensive structure. So whatever this team is doing, doing with purpose. And that really impresses me and affects my my, um, point, how I look to offensive basketball. It really affected me personally also. So uh, I think once this COVID issue is gone, we will be able to be back again offensively and defensively.
0: My face suddenly turned out to be like very, you know, Bold and asking question like this, like Gober, gone, what happened?" And um, but of course, um, it's not only on one player. Depending on one player, it's yeah, but that's what people talk. So um, thanks for clarifying this. Secondly, Utah is sending really, really high amount of three pointers. This is because of the spacing, I guess. As you said, Quinn Snyder is very um, delicate and very. Um, Uh, careful about the spacing and offensive details. But sometimes when you look in the previous seasons, sending too much uh, three-pointers in the volume, overall shooting volume, can be also destructive. Um, As a coaching uh, group, do you sometimes discuss the issue among you? I mean, maybe you can tell a few things about that.
1: Uh, as, as a coaching staff, that's another thing that I like over here. That's a big coaching staff we have, and Coach Coach Q really uh, involves all the coaches with different perspectives, so you are able to discuss, to see the things from different different points of views. Um, we, of course, talk about offensively and defensively all the details, but one of the things over here I think is very important, uh, this team, structure is based on space and creating the space, one of the parts is running the floor. Running the floor means if if all the players are conscious about what they are doing, where they run, uh, when they need to take that shot and the rest of the team knows that that shot is going to come on the right spot and they are ready to crash the board or they are ready to run, run back. That's one of the important pieces of the structure. So it's not just run and shoot the ball. And there are, there are games you create the clear and open looks and you go for it. Uh, but that starts with the defense. If you have a clear rebound, if you close the position in the right way, and then you can start running the floor and you can start uh, creating open looks. This is one of the first basic rules not just for us, I think for any team, that first of all, you need to defensively, you need to get the clean position. I don't know, it's like uh, still stopping the situation or or getting the clean rebound and running the floor. And it's important if you have a big seven-footer who is capable of doing grabbing all those rebounds, that gives comfort zone to the guards to run early and get their position. So as I said, everything is... Uh, all these early offenses or taking the open looks or going for three-shot, three-point shoot, uh, is with purpose. And that starts with a solid defense. This is why this team always been a solid defensive team. You can see uh, sometimes in the mid-range of the scale defensively or will be on the top, but always will be a solid defensive
0: team. This team... Of course, um, in the previous seasons has always been a good defensive team, but defensive efficiency is somewhat lower this season, I guess. We're out of uh, top 10. Um, And I think this might stem from some factors. For instance, this team uh, shifted to a switching scheme, I think, this season. Much more switching this season, as far as I can see. Some zone defense combinations, including that Baxan one, I think you have a part in that. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. And maybe the players can be confused about these new defensive schemes. For instance, uh, the defense is more proactive. Like, Utah just usually drop in and wait for the opponent to attack in the previous seasons. But this season, they are trying to go into the passing lane. They are trying to, you know, generate steals. What do you think, what is behind this defensive downfall this season?
1: I think behind this, <clears throat> you know, we cannot talk all the technical details over here. I mean, uh, we talk between us, all these details, but over here I cannot give all the details that we are talking. It's, but in general, I would, I would like to say that uh, as if you want to be a high-level team, you need to be able to play the different variations of defenses, at least to try to see that you are on that level, you are capable of doing that or not. So that's the time period. Uh, and I this is what I experience in NBA. Uh, that's the best time period uh, to see if you are able to do that or you are not able to do that. So to find your way, uh, you are, are you capable of doing different variations defensively? You can create an advantage for you in the further rounds or not. Is the right time period to see this. So uh, this regular season period, uh, it's also the way to improve your team and to get ready for the further steps uh, with the different weapons and options. So you need to see that. So that's why sometimes you need to be ready to sacrifice some of the, I'm not going to say games, but some of the periods in the games, you need to see yourself your level where you are. You know, it's not easy in NBA to practice uh, a lot. So uh, this the strategy wise, you need to develop, improve during the regular season. And you need to be able to work on this and get uh, benefits or see that it's not working.
0: I get it very well. I so, hope
1: I am clear enough, yeah.
0: It's clear enough. It's a trial and error process. Been always um, vocalized in NBA regular season, Um, and of course, I mean, everyone should know that these kind of slumps or winning series or losing series, they are there. They are always there, and they don't necessarily mean uh, much in the the, uh, midseason. Especially now, we are in the shadow of COVID nineteen, and yeah, but, um, but. Let's bring the European perspective into picture here. For instance, what is the difference in, in NBA when you have a four game, five game, six game, ten game losing series um, compared to Europe? What if this happened in Europe? For instance, the, the latest happening right now, happening in Europe. And what is the difference in NBA? How are the reactions? What do you talk? I mean, can you give some insight?
1: It's. Um... I think there are two different ways to understand this. First one is a culture. So sports culture is a little bit different over here. Majority of the states or place, they they love sports. So they come over here to watch, to enjoy, not just you, also the opponents. And they generally come to watch their own team. Like that was one of the complaints we had before. In Europe, you see many teams but many teams. Uh, I I would say in EuroLeague, all teams, they they come to watch the opponents, not their team. You see the full gyms with full spectators if you play against Barcelona, if you play against Olympiacos, if you play against top teams, if you play any low-level teams, if you play your domestic league and play with uh, one mediocre team, people don't come and watch, right? Because they don't give that value to the game. And that being said, they don't give that value to their own team because they are not coming to watch their own team. If they come to watch their own team, they will come to every single game. Am I right? If not, if not, that means I pick the games because I watch the opponent. I'm not watching you. I, I like that game more that you are competing against them. But it's, it's a culture thing, I think. Over here, you, you see very few f- fan groups, teams, coming and watching all the opponents. So coming to all the games, domestic league or Euroleague games. Over here, people come and watch all the games. And they enjoy the game. You win, you lose. Of course, there are emotional moments about the games, but they enjoy the game. On the other hand, the second part is such a long season And you play almost every 48 hours, sometimes 36 hours, sometimes less than 24 hours, you play the next game, like back-to-back games. So you don't have time to get set to worry about the lose or to to get hyped about the win, because next game is coming. So uh, until the playoff time, you need to focus to develop your team to set your structures and then be ready for the playoffs or whatever your target is like uh, for the low level teams who focused more to uh, have a better recruitment they just focus to improve their young players and don't carry don't worry about the uh, losses and focus about having new players and improving their young players then their focus is different so you don't have much time to uh, celebrate the wins or or get sad about the lose uh, over here. And second thing, I think people come to watch their own team and enjoy that games, win or lose, enjoy the game. But in Europe, you know that everything is do or die. One game you lose, you are the worst team. Two games you win, you are the best team. That some of the teams in Euroleague now live in that right. Couple games they lost. They were the worst team with their fans and media. They start winning, they are the best team. So uh, that's the biggest difference, I think.
0: Okay. Uh, Let's talk about some European players in the NBA this season because there is a lot. And of course, um, they are the usual suspects. Luka Doncic, Yanis Adetokumbo, Nikola Jokic. They are already Rudy Gobert. um, They are already very dominant players. Bogdan Bogdanovic. Sorry, Boyan Bogdanovich Bogdan, uh, is not that good this season. Let's say, in my perspective, um, who impressed you the most um, this season? Not not the Turkish players right now, because we're gonna talk about that in a much more detailed way. For instance, Franz Wagner, for instance, he he's, he's doing very well, right? Who impressed you the most this season? among European.
1: Yeah, Wagner is really impressive. Uh he's playing in the right way, using his size in the right way. Uh I always like Markkanen. for example, he sees as a seven-footer big, capable of shooting, able to play face up and, and long range game. Uh I would say he is not as skilled as a ball handler as the other uh, big guards, or he's not athletic enough, but he has a specific role that he is doing well. Um, of course, Luca is a different case. Uh, he's unique, and he is not really in shape right now, and COVID and stuff is affecting. But again, once the playoff time comes, all those players will be ready. Rudy Gobert is an exception. He's talented and and super focused. Uh, player, as a, as a European player over here, is one of the players who creates the difference in this team, such as Luka Doncic and, and Antetokounmpo. And watching them uh, trying to prepare a game strategy against them is not easy because they are versatile players. Offensively and defensively can create difference. Uh, that's why their teams are the, are the top teams. But I would I, I agree with you, Wagner is impressive, the way he plays you really enjoy watching him, uh, he's going to be one of the good names, except the Turkish players that uh, we will talk
0: <laughs> Yeah, I, I can understand Mark Cannon's emphasis, because he broke your heart. Uh, I think it was four, three pointers from him, right? Yeah, Last time. yeah.
1: I mean, the, the most crucial moments he made that, not most crucial actually, we were missing lots of players, so that was a different game. Uh, but I, I'm talking in general, this, this season performance, because don't forget, I also over here is very important. You are maybe a talented player, especially for European players, but you need to be in the right team as a right piece, and then you can get your value. Uh, because if you don't have, uh, just an example of Mark and you have two other seven footers, like uh, even Mobley and Jared Allen as a four and five, and then another seven footer position three it's everything is easier for you because you have two big men who is capable of rebound so that makes you to be able to run and get easy layups on transition or easy uh, punch duck in whatever and then to get easy spot up shots because they put so much pressure on the rim by running or rolling so you have those open shots again uh, over here, like same thing for Wagner, because the pieces that he's around right now, he's capable of doing multiple things for his team in that role. Because that team is able to give him that role to him so he can show himself. Uh, that's why there are talented players in the right organization, as a right piece uh, starts to become more and more valuable.
0: Of course. Uh, let's talk about the Turkish guys. Uh, you, you know, go from city to city, uh, day and night, and you met with our guys, uh, you talk with them. Um, I think we need to classify them into uh, two right now, the ones who are playing, the Osman and uh, Furkan Korkmaz, because they were already established in the league. And uh, also there is the new blood talent, um, Alperen Şengün, uh, one of the most um, impressive rookies in the entire league, and also, of course, Bemayurtsev made a great, great surprise. Um, so, I would like to talk about actually uh, every one of them. But uh, what, what what are your impressions about? Let's start. Let's start about Bemayurtsev, um, for instance. You know him very well because uh, he was a fanabarcha guy. Um, and you you just witnessed and helped him to to de- develop as a player. Were you surprised that Marius Savan was that successful?
1: Uh, from my perspective, um, seeing him over here and spending some time with him, uh, I after I understand how he looks to basketball, his targets, his life, his, his proficiency, uh, I was confused convinced from the beginning that he's going to be in a great position. And I told him in his face, the time period that he was getting zero minutes, he was working extra and extra. You know, it's not easy in NBA, like every 36 hours, 24 hours, 48 hours, you play a game, uh, you, are, you are in the roster, you don't get minutes, but still you want to go out and do an extra workout. Again and again and every day, you don't play, but you try to get ready. It's not easy, but he was doing that. And I literally told him that, keep going in this way, opportunity is going to come, either COVID or injuries, and you need to be ready for that moment. And all of a sudden, all these things happened, and the opportunity was there, and he was ready for that moment. That's why he deserved all the credits that he took right now, because he earned himself. I'm witness of it, so I'm proud of him because of his dedication about his targets, his focus, and his hard work. I hope he goes in the same way, do not relax, and gets better and better. And he's going to be very important piece for for many high level teams. This is uh, what I see. For Alperen, is the little bit different picture because Alperen came over here uh, again. This is the point that I will talk for some of the players, it's very important the the atmosphere that you are in. So that atmosphere in that team right now, the chemistry, the group of the guys are are actually good for him because there is room for him to improve, to take time, to show himself. If he was in a good roster uh, who is competing for the high level in NBA right now, he wouldn't get that much of credit and opportunity he got that opportunity and he is using very well now i told him so i'm telling you right now uh, that he needs to work, keep working hard he working very hard he needs to keep working hard and he needs to learn english i told him many times before also because he needs to express himself he needs to uh, touch his teammates he needs to talk he needs to uh, he, need, he need to be able to explain his needs uh, to his coaches and and also teammates, even think about talking to referee. You need that and adapt over here. And secondly, his uh, work ethic is great, uh, and our needs to keep that at high high level to get in another uh, another level as a player.
0: Um, what's the ceiling? Do you think? I mean, um, people made some exaggerated, but also um, very, very, very proudful comparisons with I don't know, Yao Ming and Hakim Olajuwon. We don't expect anything like that. Uh, I think Alperen's improvement was pretty fast. um, Even better than expected, I guess. With the the shooting, with the footwork, with the assisting skills. Um, He was in the conversation of um, Rookie of the Year, uh, for instance. Again, let's not put too much pressure on him but uh, I think his ceiling is w- very much higher than many people expected
1: no ceiling is higher, that's for sure but to 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 reach that goal you need to keep work uh, working hard crazy this the here the level is so high the the names that you already gave are really high level players spend many years over here he has that potential but You need to work very, very hard, stay dedicated, do not relax. Once the people start to know you, the teams, to pay attention more, to focus on you more, you need to be able to give the same performance. So in order to do that, you need to know that on next level, they will defend you harder, they will focus on you more. So you need to get stronger, you need to be able to read better. I talked to him all these details, so I can say that. So uh, that's that's why you need to prepare yourself for the next challenge instead of getting hyped by people's words. Words are words. And these words today celebrates you as a great potential kid. But tomorrow, once you don't prove that on the court, nobody will remember this. So it's too early to talk about that. But that potential is there. That's, that's obvious. But it's going to come with extra work and prepare yourself, dedication, sacrifice, not just celebrating.
0: Um, Jedi Osman, last night uh, he played. Uh, he missed some shots. But generally this season, Jedi was pretty good, pretty uh, instrumental. Uh, I think he found a good place in J.B. Bickerstaff's scheme overall plan uh, what what are your impressions of him this season
1: I think JD also understood his position in the team and he's different he's different He's in different spot than the beginning of the season he's really uh, if you go back to previous game that they played against Sacramento for example he played 31 minutes and he was very effective the whole end and game was tie game. And whole last quarter, he was one of the most important piece of offensive structure uh, on that game. And many other games, he is in that way. So he's so smart. He's doing some of the things really good. So he's very important piece for the team, defensive-wise, running the floor, and offensively knows his spot and when to shoot the ball. He's a great shooter. This year, his shooting percentages is also up and good. So I think he, he found his role in the team. They have a pretty good team. Uh, I think they will, they will compete in playoffs and they will be uh, competitive whole season. And, and I really like watching him on the court because he he's now ex- one of the experienced NBA players who is an important piece in his team, solid piece.
0: J.D. was also out of the COVID-19 protocol and then he just came back. We also saw Furkan Korkmaz having some ups and downs uh, throughout the season. He started the season very well. Then he uh, got an illness, not COVID nineteen uh, related, not related with COVID nineteen illness. Then he uh, came back with a, with a double double and a career high. Um, when you talk to him from time to time, what do you think? what, what is behind this? You know, falls and ups and downs. For the whole I
1: think the main thing uh, ups and downs about Furkan is is really related with the rosters ups and downs, because if you check the Philly games, their rosters beginning of the season was they were going like a full roster, and then they had issues, injuries, not just Embiid, many of their players got injured, and it's not easy. In the rosters, you miss lots of players, and as a role player, to give the same performance is not easy. So uh, I understand Furkan's situation. Furkan is still same Furkan, and he's working very hard. I know that, but it's not easy if you are missing the main pieces around to create the same winning atmosphere or or the the, the good basketball you you played. Keep doing that is not easy. So we need to understand him. That uh, his team had ups and downs roster wise, and it's, it affects the player uh, performance, of course, if you are missing the main players all season long.
0: Uh, and Arsenal Ilyasova uh, signed a contract with Chicago Bulls, then he didn't play, right? Uh, did you contact him?
1: Yeah, he signed, he signed this hardship contract. Uh, because after COVID-19 got bigger, NBA gave rights to the teams. Whoever gets COVID-19, whoever gets in protocol, uh, you have a right to sign with another player, which is not going to be counted like your roster player. So uh, he, got the, he got the 10 days, but Ersan is one of the unique players as, as Turkish uh, national team player. Who represents us also over here like all these years consistently he's been in the league as a solid piece uh, and all, after all these years he still wants to be in the league which is great uh, and I hope he gets some other opportunities
0: Okay coach um, I know that I promised you that I will not keep you long but just two questions my okay. I- um okay I'm wondering, I'm wondering whether you sometimes miss um the structured uh, playoff uh european type of basketball with the sometimes um helter skelter type of nba basketball when, when i when i watch charlotte hornets for instance, <laughs> and when i commentate that i just sometimes cannot believe the rhythm and how fast is, is the game do, do you miss uh, that structure to like you know I don't know it's hard to prefer something but
1: I mean basketball is basketball that's one thing the and I don't agree the many european coaches or or fans say is like I don't enjoy watching the nba because it's it's so many positions you know so fast but if you understand the deal inside of it Many teams play with the structure. They play up-tempo. They, they choose to play in that way and they know what they are doing. They consistently and intentionally keeps the possession high and they, they pick their roster depending uh, on those type of players and then they have their own structure. So uh, you, you just need to understand there is that type of basketball over here for some of the teams. Of course, I like, because this is my genes as, as a coach who has been worked with different coaches uh, in different organizations, but mainly in Fenerbahce and EuroLeague, where we were able to play at times up-tempo, but in general, we would like to play half-court offense with, uh, with sharing the ball, more passes and stuff. But over here, Athletism is big. Players are really skilled. And once you get the first great opportunity to score, you go for it and the rest of the players knows that. So this is different, just different kind of understanding and you just need to adapt that. That's it. This one is also enjoyable. Uh, that one in Europe is another thing that I really like to be in uh, also. But there are two different things. I can... I, it's, it's difficult to say I prefer one to another. Uh, you just need to adapt and to find the way to get better and enjoy.
0: Do you have time to watch Fenerbahce or EuroLeague stuff uh, in that very packed schedule? <laughs> to,
1: to be honest, I, I don't have so much time to watch the not, not just Fenerbahce but uh, the whole EuroLeague games. I, beginning of the season I tried. Uh, to follow. But then after after COVID, I think last one month, they really just delay, postpone the games. Uh, so it's not easy to find the games to watch. But also once you have time, now our schedule is really busy. So it's very difficult to watch. I follow the scores. I follow the some stats and analytic part. But watching the full game, whole game, to be honest, I didn't have much time. I watch one or two Fenerbahce games. Okay. And, and we've won. That's why I'm happy about that.
0: Nowadays, Fenerbahce uh, started to win again. Uh, so that's a good thing. Um, <clears throat> so I hope that continues. Uh, Erdem Hocam, uh, thank you. Thank you uh, again and again. Uh, you're always so kind and generous with your time. Uh, so we were with uh, Erdemcan, uh, a member of utah just coaching Staff um in this basket news uh, talks podcast episode uh coach i wish you a great success and i wish you in the next days um i'm going to you know disturb you again to uh you know have some chats and uh, catch up
1: thank you very much thanks for your invitation i want to thank to the organization also because in general they don't let uh, in nba this, uh, you know, interview and stuff. Thanks to coach that he let me to do that. Anytime it's possible. I would lo- I love to talk about basketball. So, All
0: right, then. Uh, have a nice season.
1: And see you. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye.
0: Bye-bye.